This is Sarah from Naomi. In this episode, I am joined by three Naomi community members, Shantae, Patri, and Megan. We will be sharing with you what we have experienced while learning how to build interdependent relationships. Please join us as we find joy in the discomfort of our healing journeys. You all have mentioned the presence of others in each of your stories and they've all shown up in very different ways and your experiences and the feelings that you had and the thoughts but what is common is others mm -hmm. the presence of another person and so let's talk a little bit now about interdependent relationships mm -hmm. because you know here in the community at Naomi right relationship is our intervention mm -hmm. That presence of another person who chooses to be with you with no strings attached, mm -hmm. simply for the sake of the relationship. Freely giving, with no motives, right? Wanting to see you learn about yourself and be fully who you are, to use your voice, right? Mm -hmm. To name what you're thinking, what you're feeling what your needs are, what you believe. Yeah. And so what was that experience like for you starting to learn about how to have those kinds of relationships? What was that? Sweaty. 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 Megan was immediately sweaty. Yeah. I'm so uncomfortable. It was, oh, man. Like... Oh gosh, it was very strange. It was very strange. Um, I learned really quick that I had not made a friend while not under the influence in years. In years, like I had, I had no idea how to even like communicate with people. <laughs> so like to have somebody, yeah, showing up in that way and not, um, a big one for me, like not participating in like negative self-talk or like the gossip, like things like that, where you actually are talking about things of substance of like each of you. And, um, oh my gosh, it was, it was very strange. And I feel like for me, I had to almost practice because I wanted to revert back into my old mm -hmm. ways of communicating and ways of feeling seen or the things that I would need to say in order to get a certain reaction or um, that attention, you know, and it just, all of that, like, it falls away here and you get to be centered and like, it's amazing. So here Megan sharing, even just learning how to show up without motive. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Without having your own strings on people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Someone's had said uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. you explain? Talk a little bit more about uncomfortable and um, interdependent relationships. Well, I mean, first of all, someone's actually paying attention to you. And that can be really uncomfortable when all you've ever had is relationships where you don't barely exist. Um, it's kind of comfortable to be in a relationship where I can just be invisible in, in some ways. 
Uh, so just having somebody listen and then having to come out with simple answers like, do I want vanilla or chocolate ice cream? You know, when you haven't had, you know, when you go usually and you pick out what everybody likes for your ice cream. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that's a simple question, but there was, a, you know, like moments in my life where I didn't even know the basics of what my favorite food is. What, um, And so just having somebody being present listening to your words paying attention to them <laughs> what yeah. what is this <laughs> who are you <laughs> what do you want, what do you want? like yeah, yeah what do you want where where are the strings on this one because uh, i don't mm-hmm. get it you know how do we work with these strings uh what are what are the rules you know what are the hidden rules that i'm not understanding here yeah like yeah it's uncomfortable to be in a relationship that is that simple and Oh, and then not being needed. Uh, like, if you don't need me to do all the things, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, it's unnerving and uncomfortable to just, it's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that fire. It's, it's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, the most uncomfortable that I had ever been in my life. Uh, more uncomfortable than anything else that I had ever experienced um because mainly because it was completely foreign to me it felt like i would come to this person with like my problems or i would come to them in distress and i felt like they knew all the answers and they just weren't telling me (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, which in a sense feels like it feels unloving it feels mean it feels like they just want to see me suffering um because isn't love fixing isn't love making um someone someone's distress go away isn't love like let me do this for you at this point i only knew love i'm like making air quotations right now um (laughs) i was only knew love as a transactional um as transactional as fixing as here let me do for you um so it was very unnerving to try to get used to not being needed like you said um not knowing how to show up in the relationship so what am i supposed to do what do you like there's no hustling for my worthiness here um there's no um there was no like compliments there was no like oh you're so beautiful you you're doing such a good job there is no like Yeah, and I I couldn't see in the thick of that in the beginning stages of learning how to be in a different kind of relationship. I couldn't understand that that was actually like the ultimate act of love, um, because that person was sitting with me in my pain. That person was bearing witness to my life. That person was seeing me fully, seeing my distress, seeing all of that, um, and still in it with me. She, she never left me. She went through it with me, but she didn't try to fix anything for me. She didn't try to do any of it for me. She was just simply there. And that was uncomfortable, too. She's watching all this stuff go down. Seeing, <laughs> <laughs> like, all the things. Yeah. All of the things. All of my deepest, darkest things that I had um, never, never looked at before, never brought light to. And she was just there. <laughs> you know? Just there. 
Um, and it was really, really uncomfortable to be in that kind of space. Um, what kind of feelings come up for you or even maybe just how your body is experiencing that someone's simply just being there mm-hmm. and it's just there while you're learning about yourself and you're going through the hot mess of all the things that you haven't dealt with yet and you're getting to know yourself trying to decide do i like vanilla do i like chocolate who am i without all the problems right mm-hmm. and they're just with you while you're learning not fixing, not giving advice, not telling, just there. What are the feelings? Um, I feel like there's anxiety because, yeah, the rules aren't there. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, even when you're just spending time with someone in a, you know, in a relationship that isn't codependent, it's just like, it's still hard for me. I mean, I still kind of go into ebb and flow into trying to find my smooth codependent relationships <laughs> and then realizing, no, this is the same thing again, you know? Uh, I think it's definitely uncomfortable and it's not easy at first and it takes time because you have to practice uh, being in a different state of mind almost because it's not revolving around chaos and drama and gossip. Um it's revolving around just being and existing, which is very uncomfortable for a lot of us that have gone through a lot of trauma and have grown up in homes of origin where it's very chaotic and not easy. Uh, So peacefulness can be very unnerving when you're first learning how to be in interdependent relationships. Mm -hmm. I feel like trust keeps, like in my head, that's what keeps popping up because Like in my experience, it would be like when I talked about the hard things or um, like express those hard things, people would leave, right? They wouldn't want to be a part of that. And um, so coming into a relationship that is interdependent, um, I was always waiting for the ball to drop. And I was always waiting to be like, okay, like today's going to be the day I say something and then they're, they're out, right? And then I'm left with all, you know, with your pants down, like you just, (laughs) you just get, you know, all the things and yeah. And, um, I did, I had to see that, like, it was all just freely given. Like there was no, um, there wasn't anything needed from me. Like they just wanted to be there. And yeah, the not fixing, there's lots of times I'd sat there and I feel like my eyebrows would go up and be like, okay, what's the advice? Like, what's the answer? Tell me what to do. And, um, and not getting that was hard at first, but then it also, um, you start to slowly get your power back. You start to see like you are capable of making decisions and choosing hard things. And you actually do get to look at, um, you know, what is important to you, um, what is safe for you, um, just all of the things like that. It puts the ball back in your court, which in my experience had not been in my court for a really long time. So that was just very strange. I felt like I could just go crazy, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, my body was always very 
tense, like waiting for the other shoe yes, to drop. Very just, tense. just tense and comfortable. Um, I got angry a lot. I would feel like overwhelming amounts of rage. Um, I guess that just someone was so close to all my business and someone was so close to all the things that I have been like spent my whole entire life hiding, um, keeping a lid on, you know, and now things are starting to just come up and I'm trying to actually look at things and I have this person next to me who was also looking at the things and I'm just (laughs) real tense side eye and I'm trying to see what they're going to (laughs) do, you know, (laughs) or how they're going to react or how they're going to leave or when they're going to leave. Um, or what they're going to say, or how they're going to shame me, um, or when the what you need to do is going to start. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just it just never comes. Yeah. Get very antsy too, very antsy. Can't sit still. I turn the jokes on, start laughing. Anyway, how are you doing today? <laughs> redirect. Redirect. Lots of, redirect. lots of redirecting, and then it always somehow comes back to me, and the eyes start going different ways. And But it's, man, hard work, but such um, life-changing work. Yeah. In a good way, in the best way. Rewarding. Mm-hmm. What has it been like to start, you know, learning how to be responsible for your needs? Like as you are getting to know yourself and you're starting to understand (laughs) what you're thinking and what you're feeling and now what I might need, but oh, it's up to me, ball is in my court. What has that been like for you? Learning how to be fully responsible for your own needs and not getting that payoff in a dependent relationship accountability but I love it yeah it's it's a struggle I know for me like I tend to still like there are times you know like drama or something will happen and I immediately want to go back to like what I know before and in my head it is it's like the angel and devil on your shoulder that's like no 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 like this is not how we do this anymore and that yeah having that awareness and that um almost for me like a moral like compass now I didn't know what I was and wasn't okay with um and so now yeah when something like that comes up I have to pause or I have to come back and be like you know what like I didn't handle that correctly or I'm actually not okay with this and yeah um for me, it's interesting because when it comes to taking care of my needs, you know, if it's financial, if it's medical, I'm all good. I know how to take care of myself because I've taken care of enough people to know how to do that. Um, the layer of the onion that I'm still learning how to peel comes down to not going to the complete and opposite extreme of codependency to independent relationship. You know, I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. Um And so for me, it's really about swinging back into the middle, into that interdependent relationship, because what that requires is when there's a point where, like, I literally can't do this by myself, although I'm really good at figuring out how to do things by myself. (laughs) You are very good at it. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Um, But there are moments, like, for example, if you go get surgery apparently you can't drive yourself home and you can't even ask them to let you go on an uber (laughs) (laughs) which is totally silly 
Um, <laughs> I'm like, why can't I just ride with the Uber? You know, like, no, they you need someone to drop you off at the hospital and pick you up. And, you know, when you're single and you don't have kids around and you have, you know, you literally have to ask somebody else to do that. And that is like the most painful thing for me to have to do. It's like, no, I don't want to need, any, you know, I want to figure out how to not need anybody at all. And it's one of my friends coined it as like toxic in- independence. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're like toxic independence. I'm like, I know I'm working on it um, to the extent that I will literally walk two miles to the hospital and only require one ride. <laughs> I've done that, <laughs> but I figure I'm getting exercise, you know, like, you know, oh. spots again. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, I am totally getting exercise right now. What a beautiful morning it is. I am so walking boring. from the South Hill to downtown <laughs> on a beautiful day, an hour and a half before I'm supposed to be there because I don't want to ask for a ride to the doctor's office. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think it is? What is the thing that is so hard then to come back to the middle where you're caring for yourself, your needs, but legitimately, right, we need people. That's why we have interdependent relationships. They're still your humans Mm -hmm. that when, you know, you need to have someone with you for something, Mm -hmm. they're there. What do you think that challenge is? It's the fear of the strings attached, a pattern of a long line of relationships with all the strings. How much am I going to have to sacrifice for this one small thing that I'm going to, like, ask you to do for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. super sad. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's scary, mm-hmm. I think, probably, if you have fought really hard to get out. Yeah. And are they going to say no? And mm-hmm. do I want to deal with that rejection? Um Oh, great. Now I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. The struggle is, it's very real, right? Getting out of those dependent cycles is so hard, and then you suddenly get out and realize, and now I have to learn about myself. Now I have to relearn how to do relationships, and I have to find people that are also willing to build that type of relationship with me. Mm -hmm. And then the building work of an interdependent relationship is challenging, right? Because those are based upon mutual trust. Mm -hmm. And trust always takes time. And there's, you know, a lot of things in that time Mm -hmm. that happen. So could you guys talk a little bit about like what you experience maybe or what some of the challenges are going through that process it's slow like molasses <laughs> slow like molasses mm-hmm. takes forever yeah. takes so much patience because yeah like those relationships you you need a lot of space in between the interactions to like sit with yourself and learn who is this person you know you want to make sure that you understand yourself in the relationship too so it can be uh a test of patience for sure mm-hmm. and totally opposite from what everything your brain and your body and your soul knows how to do in a relationship Flash usually yes very yeah. hard and fast independent <laughs> relationships yeah so lots of space and time to self-reflect and learn about yourself mm-hmm. it's hard yeah yeah it is super hard because it takes like lots of awareness on it takes lots of awareness on both parties 
Um, and also you have to allow, both parties have to be able to allow for um, reflection space. So if you're coming out of like really dependent relationships, sometimes when you're trying to build something different, it's hard for each of the people to like sit in that tension of the other person's taking time to reflect <laughs> and then we will come back together. You know, but if your brain is not used to giving that space, sometimes it can be hard. And what I've experienced so far is um, lots and lots of repair, lots and lots of, I went right back into my old pattern and I said this or I reacted or um, whatever the thing may be. I have had to go back over and over and over again and say, I'm sorry, I did this thing, but let's try again. And mm -hmm. the other person is either willing to do that with you or not. Um, I have had I have had some luck in that area of finding people who are able to have repair conversations and build out with me. But I have had lots of relationships as well that I have put lots of time and energy into that I really wanted to see go somewhere, but they um, I had to step away from them, and that is. Has, that's just what it has looked like for me in trying to build up new different kind of relationships. Lots of grief, lots of letting go, lots of, um, I mean, in, in that I'm honoring myself well, but it's still very, very hard because it's like, re, it's re-triggering um, a lot of past um, relationships and issues, but it is, is, it is getting easier and I'm able to step away from the relationships much faster than I was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, my old pattern would be just to lay it all out there, like just, and not everything, right? Like, mm -hmm. keep my deep, dark secrets still. Like, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give you that. But I will tell you everything else, and I want the relationship to just be super high up, and we're best friends, and this, and we're doing all of the <laughs> things, and um, and that is not the way it goes it's mm -hmm. and it is uncomfortable I feel like I always am um in like in that if I'm not first I'm last like if I'm not the very best friend to this person if I am not their go-to then I'm nobody and then I'm not, and then I'm out of the circle, and then I'm not, I'm not good enough. It, it all comes back around. Um, and so, yeah, doing this work and like hearing that you don't just lay it all out there, right? That the trust is built. It's mm -hmm. not just like transactional. You shake hands, we trust each other now. And mm -hmm. this is, I mean, that's been uncomfortable for me because I'm like, what if they stop showing up? What if they don't want to do this anymore? And then I'm the only one, like, it's anxiety for me. It is, but it's also building that trust, um, which is good. And in my experience, um, you know, the relationships that I nurture and that I um, pour into, I have that, that same effect happening on their end too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because I have been a part of recovery for a long time. And it wasn't until I got um, into the Naomi program that I realized how much of the recovery relationships can turn into codependent relationships. Um, and there's yeah. a lot of that 
you know, flash bonding is I've had, you know, sponsors that expect you to call them every single day and tell them every single thing. And then they expect you to do every single outlined rule that they've created as a sponsor family. And if you don't adhere to those things, then you are not part of this, uh, you know. Booted. Yeah, then you get booted. And then you literally get booted. Like, you could have been part of this huge, um, you know, thread of um, people on social media. And they literally kick you out instantly if you're not part of that family. And that is so trauma-inducing. <laughs> like, I think that, like, it should, there should be some, like, awareness of how intense those, like, groups can get with the style of recovery that they're pushing that really leads you into codependency. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I don't know. This is kind of like a side note, but. I know, like, with that, personally, I don't know. I don't know that I would have remained sober without finding Naomi. Like, I don't I don't know what my recovery would have looked like because when I first was invited um, to Naomi, I had three and a half months sober, um, and that was the longest I've gone um, in my recovery. And, um, and I was at that point where I wanted to, like, find a sponsor, do all of that. And I really, I mean, I've lucked out in that part mm-hmm. of my recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just things that are, there's things in Naomi that you cannot get elsewhere. You just don't, you don't get the knowledge, all of the things. Like I had no idea um, the work and the journey I was embarking on by sitting in on a Zoom. Like I had no idea what that was starting and it was, I, I mean, just completely unattainable elsewhere. At least I'm, if it's somewhere else, I mean, there's yeah. that. But um, it has been crucial to my recovery and same thing. Like I, there are certain things where it's like, oh my gosh, I would never, um, that would never be safe for me to take that step. And I know that having done this work. Well, yeah, because now it's like, now I do have this amazing sponsor who I do feel like I have a very interdependent relationship with. Yeah. And I think I wouldn't have been able to identify her as a healthy person to work the program with had it not been for the lessons that I learned in Naomi about what to look for and Mm -hmm. how this person will behave when they are in it with you to help you succeed and not trying to control you or tell you how to live your life and Mm -hmm. blah 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 yeah that experience of learning um that it's okay to have your own thoughts and getting in the practice of having your own thoughts and um learning how to bring that up to another person what that safety looks like that was a whole process to learn what a safe person actually looks like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because my judgment on that was completely... <laughs> I, oh, oh, my man, God. a safe person. Yeah, you could... I, I, My judgment was not... It was... You could not trust it. Yeah, and yeah. I... Like I said, I think I personally... I mean, I just had my sponsor really, like, walk into my... And I couldn't have asked for a better one, right? Like, mm-hmm. it just... that That's just how my life has been going but I um oh my gosh I couldn't if it was up to me to have found said person I don't know what that would have looked like and that would have been pre-Naomi and so that would have been before knowing um 
what an interdependent relationship looked like because I was convinced when I heard dependent relationship that I had no part of that. Like I wasn't dependent. I am independent. I know like I and then my whole bubble was burst and, in the best way, but yeah. <laughs> what has been, you know, the value or the benefit to your lives and being able to start learning how to have interdependent relationships. I mean, Megan and Patri, you both have just named, like, you know, we're in other recovery circles, and now we have been able to have sponsors that actually can walk with us, help us in that particular program. That's definitely one, you know, benefit that you have had from doing this work. Mm -hmm. But in other ways, either maybe just within yourself or what it has looked like in, you know, other areas of your life, what have been the benefits and value? How come it's worth it? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Even when it doesn't feel worth it in a moment, oh, how yeah. come it might be worth it? <laughs> it is actually worth it. And like, it's worth it. Um, in the sense of the way that I trust myself now, like, so, I mean, I can use the word empowered. I, I am empowered um, to know myself, to love myself. Um, I know how to care for myself. And that is like, that is, that is a value. Like I know that I, that I can get through things and that, that I will be okay. But I think that under the, like the bottom line of that is that I trust myself today and I did not trust myself before. I needed you to tell me what I needed. I went and I would hook up with whatever person in the room I thought knew the best and I let that person decide what was happening. And I don't trust anybody or myself to do that today. Like, I do that for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, man. There's so many reasons why it's worth it. Oh, my gosh. Um, for me, I, I didn't realize um, until recovery and stuff, like, the traumas that I had had um, and just all of the underlying things, right, for your whole life. And... Um, I thought for a long time that drinking would suppress. Actually, before that, I thought I will just ignore this. It doesn't affect me. I'm good. I'm good. Stuff it down. Don't think about it. It's all good. It will never come up again. Well, then trying it starts to right. So then for me, drinking. That was how I would numb that and put that away, which again, no, it still is going to bubble up and now it's uglier. It's even uglier than it was before. Um, And now, like, working a program and being a part of Naomi, I actually have a clear mind to go back through all of that, which I didn't ever want to do. But becoming sober and everything, I realized how much it was affecting me. And I wanted that I wanted to get to the core of it to be better and to feel better. And I realized that I could not, I would never feel better unless I started to address all of these other things. And the relief and um, that self-trust and everything that I've gained in the process has been amazing. And it's, yeah, it's not easy and it takes time, um, but it is so worth it and it is so crucial. Um, And I, Personally, I wouldn't be sober today if I didn't do that, if I didn't do the hard work of um, dealing with my past. 
and I couldn't show up in my present without doing it either. Everything would continue to bubble in. Mm -hmm. It just bleeds in if you don't address those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at Naomi we have a saying and we, we like to say um, being reflective before being responsible and um, that is like one of the greatest um, tools that I have today. Like I am able to very quickly identify um, how come I reacted in a certain way or how come I'm feeling a certain way and um, and then that allows me to be fully responsible for myself and it helps me to actually be able to um, not only be responsible for myself but be able to um, make progress in not um, continuing the same patterns which is like what I want more than anything I want to actually make um, a change in my life that is sustainable and that I don't ever have to go back to the way things were. I don't ever have to um, silence who I am. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, that piece is important for me. So I definitely think it's worth it. I'm already seeing lots of glimpses of hope for the future. I can guarantee for one that future primary relationships will be a lot healthier or at minimum the unhealthy ones will get weeded out pretty quickly. Um, I'm kind of in the in-between stages of, you know, dependent and interdependent relationships right now. And so it's a little bit of a lonely place because um, in that process, you're going to find yourself with a lot of time alone self-reflecting, um, getting used to yourself. You know, I like to spend a lot of time by myself in the mountains and going backpacking by myself is a great place for me to figure out what my neutral state is. And so um, I do a lot of self-reflecting in those moments and just being able to figure out what I want, who I am. And so that's helping me when I have a new person in my life uh, to be able to determine how that person's making me feel. Am I anxious? Am I um, depressed around this person? Does this person give me a stomach ache? So even though right now I am not celebrating huge numbers of relationships that are in that place, I am seeing a lot of glimpses of what that's gonna look like and I'm feeling grateful about it and hopeful. Uh, it's a very real thing, right? As you're coming out, you talked about it slow as molasses, and there is that in-between space where either if you have current relationships that you have brought with you and you're trying to do that work with, it takes forever mm -hmm. to repair and address mm -hmm. the cycles that you might have with someone that you've decided to stay in a relationship with, and then it takes forever to build out the new ones, especially since you are simultaneously having to learn about yourself, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, how much value do I want to give this relationship with this person? Is it someone that I'm just going to know or is it someone that I'm actually going to build a lot more trust with? And, you know, do I genuinely want to do that solely for the sake of the relationship with them? Mm-hmm. It does. It takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I also hear some layer of peace though, like less chaos, 
Mm-hmm. In that, which I know, boring. Everybody has <laughs> named it's boring in some ways. And that in and of itself takes a lot of practice. However, <laughs> in that boredom, once you get used to it, then it's where the magic happens. And all of a sudden, you're finding the space to be creative, to yeah. do your hobbies, to talk about things other than drama. I mean, there's a lot of awesomeness in getting away from codependency and into interdependency it does there is you're you and you become aware of your intentions with people and building relationships with people Mm. I um yeah I always thought that my intentions were good and being able to be aware and just know like what those what each relationship looks like um I do I stop and I'm able to pause and be like okay what is my intention actually though with engaging with you in the first place Mm -hmm. um is there something that i'm wanting and if it is something negative like that then i get to pause and i get to work that out with myself before i you know put that on someone else so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we talk a lot in the community about how you know a person on their own can do a lot of work you can do a lot of hard internal work But if you have the presence of another person, you actually can do far more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's so important, I think, to constantly come back to that and remembering that. And it doesn't always have to mean that that person that is giving you the gift of their presence has to be your person, right? We've learned that a lot in this community. It doesn't always mean that we're going to actually be super close. It's that learning that relationships as long as they're honoring and they're safe they can have value regardless of how close or far out we are you know in that relationship spectrum and just having them around me automatically helps me to learn more about myself and move further in my journey Thank you for listening and joining our conversation. We recommend also listening to the episode, Experiencing Dependent Relationships. If you would like more information about Naomi, please visit our website at naomicommunity.org and click on the Join Us page.